You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Funkaholics, what is going on? It's your boy Nando T over here, and I have got two of my homies with me. I've got Jake, who was our very first guest on the Funkaholics podcast. Yeah, and then I got back. the OG over here, Sal. Happy to be and, back. <laughs> and today we're going to talk a little bit of uh, gaming history. So since Jake runs a, runs a local shop down here in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, yeah. he's uh, he's definitely an expert. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I do know some <laughs> things. So Today, Funkaholics, we're going to kind of mix it up. We're going to step outside of uh, Funko Pops and figurines and stuff like that. So we're going to go with... With games that help us pass the time. And I know me being an old school, I want to throw it out there and just talk about the gr- the good old days when I used to be able to walk into an arcade. An arcade. Yeah, I said arcade. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I used to be able to put a quarter on the front of the machine and tell them I got next. Yeah, that's, uh, that's those days are gone. I remember my older brother, he's about your age, and he would go after middle school to the arcade. And I was just, I was like, he's seven years my, my senior, so... Watching him play, you know, whooping kids at Street Fighter. I was like, man, it was a, a something that we don't know. That that was real socializing community that we we don't have no more. Everybody's on their phones or something. So it's just something that's missed. Definitely, man. I remember going to M Plaza and then going to the arcade on the bottom level of Coronado. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, and playing a uh, NBA Jam. Nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, those were great. Good old days, good old days. Yeah, they're long gone. Um, I remember here locally we had, you know, even the arcades like Pistol Pete, stuff like that. Those were days ago. We had Block Party for a while. Yeah. Um, I had Tilt when I was growing tilt, up. Tilt, that's a Coronado. That was, Coronado was, a, that was actually Winrock, bro. Yeah. Winrock, Winrock. Yeah. Well, oh, there was, there's right. a Tilt in Coronado, but the original was in Yeah, yeah the original was Winrock. What was that, the party? Bro, was it It's or what was it called? It's, yeah. It's, it's. was where Block Party yeah. was the same building. And then they had Sega City on top of... Uh, in the Cottonwood Mall, they had Sega City there for a little Check while. Check this out, bro. We had Pirate Willies. Oh, I remember. That was old school arcade. Pistol Pizza was the old, about the, as far as I go back. I go back to maybe like Showbiz Pizza. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, but yeah. Probably mentioned a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of people today don't don't realize. So. Right. But that's the great thing about the history of that, though, man. And when you said Street Fighter, oh, dude, I remember I lost my shit when I uh, went to Tilt and we found out that they had the Street Fighter Tournament Edition. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's four cabinets all next to each other. And I remember it was an eight-player game. Yeah. So you had eight players on there. That's where they started coming out with the variation colors of, like, you know, Ken or Ryu or, like, any of the characters are selected because sometimes, you know, when you got eight players going at it, everybody loves Ken, everybody loves Ryu, or, you know, vice versa, whatever it be. Dude, that was... I... Fuck, man, I probably dropped so many quarters in that machine, but that was a good time. I got to meet a lot of people, got to sit there, watch the tournaments. I mean, we, it was just a great time. I, I definitely remember that, yeah, especially when uh, I had a Super Nintendo, and we picked up the copy of the, the Street Fighter Two, you know, tournament edition, and so I was having to have my brother beat Bison, because I could never beat Bison. <laughs> right. was, he was the only one that could beat Bison for me, so it was just, you know, a lot of a lot of good memories tied to that stuff, and I think that's why uh, video games have captured, you know, the attention and, and hearts of people since since the very early beginnings, so it's just, you know, a lot of good stuff comes from that. Yeah, speaking of which, like, it, it, it was all about going in a group of friends, right? You'd go, and like you said, you'd either pick your favorite player, or at least a favorite game, because stuff like that, I remember... The X-Men, 
Remember the X Men yeah. where I had like the four player, the four player, four player or the, the Turtles where you could play the different players. That's my jam right there. You know what I mean? So then I can't remember the na- game, the name of the game, but it was a it was a football game, but it was robots. Do you remember that? It was like a head to head game. So you would sit across from somebody, and so like the quarterback had like it was, he was like on treads, and you would throw it, and like when they would get tackled, if you tackle them hard enough, it would blow up. Oh, I don't know. I, I can't remember the name of that oh, game, that but it was like football, but with robots. And oh man, now now I'm gonna have to like. I remember like a all pro fo- no all pro football was like John Elway and like all the greats. It was like a it was like a knockoff, but I remember I think I'm pretty sure I know which game you're yeah, talking no, about. Yeah, I just can't remember yeah. the name of it. because yeah, I remember that being one of my favorite games to play. Was was that? See, and that's yeah, the other thing that I love about our history is because we weren't playing with tokens, bro. We were playing with real quarters. Oh, yeah, you are playing straight-up <laughs> quarters, bro, yeah. You go and, you know, you go and put in a $5 bill or whatever in the machine, you're getting quarters, you yeah, know, you ain't you, getting... You were good, too. Yeah, you ain't I mean, getting tokens from the store. It's not like now you go to Dave & Buster's or Main Event and, dude, $5 gets you, like, two games. Yeah, if, that, if you're if lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Because you like, those big ones, I mean, you, yeah, pay a lot of money to run those electronics, so, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. So if you die right away, it's a sad time when you play with <laughs> right? yep. shooters, like, the, the Ghostbuster one or the Walking Dead one or even the Jurassic Park one, you know. Yeah. So it's uh. It's I like playing the Star Wars one. Yeah. Hey, that yeah. one's legit. I, I remember, that I remember one the Star Wars arcade one where you were like it was still like the the polyagonal like the lines yes. was drawn and it was like like the vector style. You had reliving where you yeah. were going right through the you know the like Death, the Star. Death Star and yeah. trying, man that was like you felt like you were Luke Skywalker in that. Yeah, exactly. So, oh yeah, that was a good one that too. Was a, that was a, that was and now they sold that at Walmart, right? In one of the what are those the one ups? Cyberball. Cyberball, there you go. Buddy. Cyberball, he's good on that one. Cyberball, yeah, but um, now uh, One Up makes uh the you know they make oh the they're lo- making the full cabinet, they're yeah, going the old cabinet. school, yeah. Well, they're but, the, they're not the big the original size, but they're full yeah. cabs, yeah. They're but like, you, and, and the Star Wars one, you get that one that we were talking about, the Empire and the Return of the Jedi game, all in one cabinet. Might have to look that. I, I'm still I bought it because they they did the Ninja Turtle one, and right. I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan, so I mean those those games were they were difficult and fun. I just remember those. I love those games. It's good times, man. That's no, good that's memories, man. One, Stuff man. I haven't thought about forever. The one that I'm hoping that one up gets their hands on and they build it is WrestleFest. Oh man, it's licensing, but they, you it's, know, I, I won't say because they've been getting a lot of licensing from from people you never really would see. So it's a thing. And I was always the younger kid, so I was, I remember my brother just playing, and I would I wouldn't even really cry to play because I would just sit there and just watch him play like old school games like Kung Fu on the NES and mm. oh dude, and, that was that uh, Ghost and Goblins. I love Kung Fu. And, um, all kinds of stuff. Ghosts and Goblins was a legit one. Metroid was one of my jams. Yeah. Even Mario Brothers, bro. I mean, even if you want to really go back to the classics, oh, it's Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh, dude. I can't tell you how many controllers I broke because of that <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, man, those, those games that I miss. Uh, it's interesting too because I play. You know, I, I have nephews and daughters, and I have like the old classic. I mean, the only game I got N sixty four stuff. I got the Nintendo NES Classic Mini and the Super Nintendo Mini, and you know they don't understand save. There's no save points, man. You die and you get that game over. You you going all the way back oh, yeah, to the game. There's no the memory. There's no. They don't. They don't get it. You know. Yep. There's, no, there's no checkpoints here. You you either go all the way or you don't. You know. I remember finish the level or sorry. Yeah, yeah. I remember times as a kid, you know, <laughs> you know, leaving the game on, you know, going to bed and. You know, Next morning, try hopefully back nobody you turned it off or didn't get too hot when you get home and try yeah. to pick up. There's no power out. outage. No power outage, and it's just those are the struggles, and it's it's. Uh... Oh, dude, I just the type of asshole that I am, but 
I mean, even with the uh, Super Mario Brothers, when you play with a friend or a family member or whatever, I mean, if they were going too long, bro, and you had the first controller, you could just hit start in the middle of that jump, and they drop straight down. Yeah. <laughs> then it was your turn. Yeah. <laughs> it, and those games, they still hold up. Uh, you know, me and my girlfriend, we were playing the Super Nintendo Land, or Mario Brothers Land, Super Mario Land, and um, it was it was difficult trying to get all the old secrets and travel through the maps, and it's, it's hard, man, so it's it's... It's crazy, right? Like, if you were trying to play that stuff now, it's you couldn't. It's and as a kid, you're like, boom, 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 up and down these things. And yeah, I mean, the, the hand-eye coordination that you had as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> compared to as an adult now, it's crazy. Dude, it drives me nuts. Like, I, I, was, I was having a conversation with Flo, and I told him, I was like, Flo, we play all these advanced games right now. And back when I was playing 8-bit, yeah. you know what I mean? That was difficult for me, but I could get past it. I could get yeah. through it. We're playing these games that are look lifelike now. Yeah, right. And, you know, we're we're getting ahead on them. But if I were to go back to that 8-bit game, I'm challenged. Yeah. Like, it's like, a, it's like the first time I ever played it. Yeah. And it, it drives me nuts. Right. Because, yeah. like you said, like, a lot of it is, like, reflexes, timing, you know, just... And, and trying it over and over. I mean, it's crazy. Like, to this day, um, I was talking with uh, with one of my buddies, Chris, and he was telling me that him and his son were playing Contra, and they were they were having a hard time. I'm like, bro, you, you want a, the... That's a hard game, bro. Do you want the code for unlimited uh, <laughs> unlimited lives? Yeah, I was Konami like, I saw code, out of Konami it. Konami code, man. <laughs> And it's funny. You and he freaked that. out because I was able to read it to him. And then I even wow. told him, I was like, "If you get Mike Tyson's punch out, bro, I'll get you straight to Mike Tyson because I'll give you the quote on that one." Yeah. That just tells you how many times I entered it when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to beat Mike Tyson, man, because that that, that that game was hard. Oh, it was dude. all about timing. Yeah, it is. he was one punch. Yeah, like one punch, and he knocked you out. That drove me insane. It, and you know what? Like on Mike Tyson's punch out, the ones that used to give me the challenges was trying to get down the timing on what was it? Bald. Bald bull. The bald bull. Yeah, he was. The, uh, when he would do charge, that little spin, and then yeah. yeah, when he would do the charge, yeah. And then uh, Macho Man, when he would come around and and do that like roundhouse punch, that was some good times, man. Oh yeah. They, I know they tried remaking Punch Out and stuff like that, but it'll never replace the original. No, it's, it was like a different time because, like, even all the characters, like, you can see the sensitivity. Like, the names of the characters were somewhat racist, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Like the the Pistony Honda. Yeah. Know, he was the, Piston Honda. The Piston Honda. He was the you know. Yeah, Don Flamenco, that, yeah, that, that was Don like Flamenco. an Italian. Von <laughs> Kaiser, that Von was the. Kaiser, and then you had the. King Last Hippo, Joe. King, King Hippo was King the Hippo. Hawaiian guy. <laughs> and, and so, like I said, but nobody, you know, Soda Popinski, that, that guy was hard, man. Soda Popinski, I hated that guy. Yeah, that so. dude was tough. But it, it was different. And, uh, and then, like, now you can research anything online and see how to get past anything. You had to wait to oh, yeah. hear it on the school ground. You had to go, hey, man, you know, you had to. Or get the Nintendo Power. Or the Nintendo oh, Power, yeah. I was just going <laughs> to say Nintendo that. Power Magazine or, yep. or something. Bro, I, if it wasn't for Nintendo Power, I would never got past Zelda. Yeah. Because those maps, they helped out so much. Yeah. And I mean, I knew that was a big thing. Like, you know, when I found out Nintendo Mag- Nintendo Power Magazines were being released, just being able to get a hold of one of those Zelda maps, bro, that was... It was like it was my birthday all over again, gold, man. Because I could gold. get in there and I can follow, and you know what I mean. But those games were they, they were challenging. Like I said, you know, it's it's uh, it's crazy to see how far they came along. I mean, the game started out as simple 
text games back in the day or and even like the first like even i wouldn't say no exactly pong but you know the games were designed on oscilloscopes which were you know things used to to measure frequencies and hertz and um, electronics and that's how like they would they they designed games on that because they didn't have screens it's just it's been a whole history there's a whole slew of things before nintendo was even in the game of, uh, of right. that kind of stuff, you know, they before they put a console, they had LCD games, the Game and Watch series, uh, you know, that was like pretty like in the time with Tiger Electronics, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But there was like Commodore sixty four, their personal computers. They had, uh, you know, the Vectrex systems. You had you, you had a bunch of different things that you were, had Atari with all the stories that went along with that. You had a bunch of different things, and then the, then the bubble popped, and uh, they started. You know, the, there was something here. One of the guys that's here locally, the ET was a game for the Atari, and they buried him out. And they I remember, I remember watching that documentary. Yeah, and uh, because they were trash, because there was no quality control, and people were just pumping out stuff, and then they just it just became where and it crashed the industry. So that's where you lost all that stuff, and then that's when you know Nintendo came out, and they marketed it as an entertainment system, and like so the history behind it, they designed it to look like a VCR, like an appliance, and you know that's why they just would rob the robot these accessories to make it because anything with video game they couldn't sell it. It was like no, and then retailers didn't want to carry it, so they had to, uh, you know, Nintendo was smart. They're like, okay, well, hey, we'll we'll front you the, the the stuff, and if it doesn't sell, you send it back to us. But it started to sell, and then the, and the rest is history. So, and that's 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 the short and long of it. And then Sega Sega was really the only people that ever challenged Nintendo, and then obviously the gaming age matured, and you had PlayStation, which PlayStation is only around because Nintendo screwed them over because it was originally. Sony was uh, in collaboration with Nintendo to come out with a CD system. Yes, sir. Uh, they 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 decided to go with Panasonic, and you know so they backed out. So Sony's basically said, "Fuck you guys, we'll make our own system," and that's how you know Nintendo will help create one of their uh, competitors. So you know, there's a lot of history to it. So Jake it's, dropping that knowledge. That's kind of, exactly what I was wanting to hear. There's a lot of craziness to it. So it's it's very tangled, and you know, and Nintendo itself started as a playing card company a long long time ago. The Portuguese introduced gaming that. Uh, cards the playing cards to to the japanese but it was illegal they couldn't have numbers on there so the the japanese cards they had like flowers and symbols and stuff like that and uh, to skirt the laws so it's kind of a you know there's a lot of different things in the history of where we are today so it's a lot of a lot of Damn, bro, I did all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of That's some crazy history. Yeah, Dude, there's, 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 there's so much more. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just scratching the surface of it. There's so much. So one of the cool things that I like about Nintendo is just, like, all the history behind it and, like, all the hidden gems. But one of the things that I remember when I was researching kind of, like, a while back, and I'm looking it up right now because it's been that long and I forgot it. Nintendo actually translated to Leave Luck to Heaven. Mm-hmm. But they were never able to find the actual. They were they were never actually able to find like legit history that supported that. But it's like one of those things that just kind of goes around. It's like one of those one of those stories about Nintendo mm-hmm. that you hear about. You know what I mean? And like you talk to some other people, and they're just like, I had no idea. Like yeah. I just thought Nintendo was Nintendo. Nobody's ever like done the legwork and like kind of like followed it. You know what I mean? To see where it went, yeah. and it's uh. Like, dude, it, uh, how you were saying, like, you know, the, the video gaming history. Just to tell you how old school I am, I used to mow the lawn and do yard work just so that I could get a new Nintendo game. But you know where I bought my Nintendo games at? KB Toys. No. Lionel's Playworld. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't around. Sal wow. might know that one. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> remember wow. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Lionel's Playworld ended up turning it. Well, Toys R Us ended up taking it over. Right. Bro, I I loved Lionel's Play World. Yeah. That was that was my jam, man. Figurines and Nintendo games. That's all I would pick up over there. Yeah. Guess it, so. For me, I'll go a little farther back. 
my first experience with uh, video games was, uh, and I was young, and I remember going to my grandma's house, and she had a attic that was converted into like a like a little room. And so I'd go up into the attic, and they had a pong up there. Like I actually played pong. Nice. And um, yeah, I, I remember being up there and playing pong. And then my uncle, who is a little older than me, got a Intellivision. Yeah. And so I remember the Intellivision. You know, you had the thing and it had the paddles. And depending on the game you played, you would switch out the little card kind of thing. It was like a little template. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so depending on the game, you'd switch out the template. And I remember boxing. Yeah. For some reason, in television boxing just is ingrained in my mind. From their ColecoVision. I remember ColecoVision. I remember playing Pitfall, Cuber, yeah. all that stuff on ColecoVision. Pitfall I, was, was yeah, a favorite of mine. The, I think the first one I actually personally owned... I was probably in sixth or seventh grade, and my parents bought me a computer, but it was like a ColecoVision computer. Mm. So you could take the cartridges from the ColecoVision and put it in the computer, and you would play the games on there. Yeah. So I I can't you know, but yeah, that that's that's how far back I go, man. And then I remember my dad taking us and buying us a Nintendo. It was like a hundred bucks, right? Ninety nine so dollars. Depends on when you bought it, but they were like, yeah, well, one ninety nine something like that when they first came out. Yeah, dude, and. Wow, I, it just blew my mind, and we got the whole package with the robot, the yeah. gun to play Duck Hunt, and uh, the paintball game, and oh yeah, oh man, countless hours in, in, in a basement playing Nintendo, for sure. You'll probably you'll probably know this, Jake. What was the documentary, bro, on the dude? I know he was called, like, the King Kong of Pac-Man or whatever. Do you remember the dude that actually set the record, but then it actually turned out like it was false? Like he So I do know what you're talking about, and there's he's, he's been stripped of his title, but there's been some... Because... Was it like Steve? Like it, it's, um... Steve Weeby? Something, I don't know exactly, but he was stripped of his title because they couldn't say that it was valid because of the, the type of machine that he was using it on. Because it was like there was a specific tournament type of a, of a, of a card or a chip that it was used for. But, you know, so they don't think it was correct. So he's been stripped of his title. I don't remember what it is. Um, I don't know, is it Pac-Man or is it Donkey Kong? I think it's the Donkey Kong champion. Donkey Kong. No, it, it was a, a Pac-Man champion. Donkey Kong. And because I remember... Twin Galaxies. That's that's the yeah, Twin Galaxies one. That's of the where stories. he supposedly set the record, right? That's yeah. where they had the contest. Well, he didn't do it there, but the, the, they but they recorded it, but they took his uh, title away because they couldn't couldn't validate it. Let's see what's his name here. His name is uh, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. That's right. So yeah, he was a uh, he cheated. They say he was cheating stripped of his because of uh, of uh, not being able to validate what was going on. So, so how do they think he cheated? Like, what, what exactly? How does that work technically? So, like I said, so there's just some discrepancy on on how it was. Cause don't they strip these machines too to make sure that nothing was added to them to oh, make wow. sure that it's actually a legit machine for them to record that record? So, like, they can mess with the processing somehow, or how... I think so. I'm trying to remember because I know on the documentary it was. So he was the first one to reach a million points on on Donkey Kong. Um, so there's basically. Because they couldn't validate that he was using the correct stuff, that the the right gaming setup to record the right time. So they don't they don't know they can't validate if the million points was done in one session or multiple sessions. Uh, so that's ah, there we go. It. Okay. So but did they? There was controversy though too with him because didn't he get challenged by somebody like on Pac Man? Because he was doing like a Pac Man record too, and something went on with that one, and I think there was something like with the validation of 
the cabinet, the the arcade that he was playing on, and yeah, that's basically what it is. So it's uh, it's because of, it's because of that because they can't they don't know how many sessions it took for him to get to a million. They can't validate because it's supposed to be obviously the record is in in one play. So one play. He reached his million points, so he was he was he had the title for the first to reach a million points on Donkey Kong. There was another one on Netflix. Shit, I can't remember what the hell it was called. Wasn't it like Man versus Snake or something like that, where that dude literally stayed up for like over twenty four hours just getting this record set on this on this video game? I don't know what Centipede or something or what? I can't remember which one it was. Let me see if I can find it. I remember watching the the documentary and I actually, I absolutely fell in love with it. I was like, this is this is great, and and that's that's one of the cool things that I like about the history of of video gaming. Yeah, Man vs Snake. It's a uh, it's an arcade game that tasks the player with guiding an object munching snake around a maze. Mm-hmm. With every object munched, the snake increases in length, and if it munches oh, its own okay. body, it's game over. It's a style of game repopularized in the 90s when a version of the game was released on Nokia mobile phones. Tim McVeigh, who recorded a score of over a billion points on a Nibbler arcade machine back in 1984, became a legend in the process. They did a documentary on this dude, and it was crazy. Like, did you did you see that one no, on I Netflix? I haven't seen that one. Oh my god, I'm about dude. To check it out. If you get the chance to see that one, just especially with your video gaming background, you'll love it, bro. It was crazy just to see like what this dude went through like day in and day out, just practicing like he had an arcade in his house. Wow. To see the stress that his wife was going through and then they uh so you know like how we have our comic cons and everything and we have them at these convention centers? They literally put this contest, and this dude had to be there with a referee with him. And he's going through the motions, man, and doing this shit all over again, trying to set that record. But then you got, like, all these other guys coming in from different states, you know, that set their own records, that want to compete and everything. So it was, like, a real cool... um, It was just cool the way that you see everything pulled together and just, like, how they set up the contest and everything. But I know Twin Galaxies, the referee, the main dude that runs that, runs that place... He was down there, and he was making sure that he was doing like the verification and yeah. making sure that everything was legit. So yeah, they're the ones that strip. They're the one that like they're the main like the main source for the like these records for these old school kind of games. So yeah, they stripped him of all his all his titles and everything. And like when because I guess because they recorded he was videotaped doing this and it was submitted, but I guess somebody was reviewing it. So like it was a. The transitions on the screen it couldn't have been done on an original Donkey Kong machine, so basically it was like a, it was a, I believe it was some sort of an emulator or something. So it's it's not the original hardware. So the title is it's on original Donkey King Donkey King Donkey Kong arcade machine. So that's why he's not. They took his title. Hmm. So they're in legal battles and all kinds of things. Right. What a trip, man. Just to think, like, just to see, like, where video gaming went. You know what I mean? Like, you... I know for me, it started out with an arcade, then it went to Nintendo, and then, you know, we got blessed with the Sega Genesis, we got blessed with the Super Nintendo, or it just kept rolling downhill. Well, you had the video game, and then you had the Bit Wars, so, you know, everybody was trying to, you know, the the graphics. So, there was other systems that we never really saw here in America. They were here in America, but you didn't really see them. Like, you had the TurboGrafx-16... Stuff like that, that, you know, it was, it was, it was expensive. It was really expensive, and so only, like, really rich people could afford it. So there was, there was just systems that we never really saw, you know, things like the Atari Jaguar, you know, you had the Sega CD, Sega Saturn, just so many different kind of things, people trying to up the graphics, you know, and then, you know, the Sega Genesis, you had the adapter, the 32X, you stick on top, and then you had special 32X cartridges. So it was, you know, who could get the best looking or the, you know, the claim that had the highest bits, you know, and that's... 
it was crazy to see how these video games evolved. But you know, it's funny looking back on them then because was it was it the Sega? No, not the Dreamcast. The one before it, the one where they first started using CDs. It was the Sega. Was it the Saturn? I, believe, I don't know if it, it was, was a Saturn. Saturn. I think it was the Saturn, the CD, or the Saturn. I'm not sure which yeah, one. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of showing like where the games were. Like, I mean, they were ahead of the game because I mean, now all the games that we buy are either digital or they come on a on a disc. Yeah, but but then it's because the thing about it is that when they when they switched from cart to disc is because the cartridge technology wasn't you, you it was there was a finite amount of space and it was expensive to produce boards that could hold a lot of you know megabits or whatever data to store in the chips, and you could you could do that's why if you take the comparison between the Nintendo sixty four and the and the Sony PlayStation, so the 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 actually the Nintendo sixty four actually had more horsepower, it was a more powerful gaming machine. But it was limited by the cartridges. It could only perform based on you know the amount of the people could program on the chips. Whereas uh, the PlayStation, you know, being a CD, you could you know there was more memory, there was more space, so the games looked better. You know, you could do more. That's why you could do like um, some of the games had four CDs, four discs, you know, four discs on the PlayStation game. So it allowed them to do more. Things. I remember that was like Resident Evil. And so you had to take like it that. out and put disc two. Yeah, in. So put disc two and in. the thing was like there was they were more <laughs> friendly, and that's why you you lost a lot of things to to Sony like. So Square Enix, which is, you know, they do Final Fantasy, they do all stuff. They were originally, it was Squaresoft, but they were like the paper, not Paper Mario, um, what is it? Uh, not Paper Mario, Super Mario, it's a uh, Super Mario RPG. So Square Squaresoft helped develop that with Nintendo, but then they decided to move off because they couldn't, you know, they were being limited by what they could do. And Nintendo's very controlling about, you know, people could program on their games, what they, you know, not so much anymore. Now with the Nintendo Switch, they've been really open to third party and, and I've noticed uh, that a lot you know, almost looks like Nintendo was system. Nintendo was very uh, very family oriented uh, you know like if they, it was very they didn't want to have that kind of stuff on their console because it was a family type thing and then that, that you know Sega Genesis like Mortal Kombat Sega Genesis you saw that you had blood you know and, and then on the Super Nintendo it was sweat and that's just they didn't they didn't allow that so that's a whole different kind of thing. So there was there was differences there. People wanted the Sega Genesis because of that. You know, there was different kind of titles on there because Nintendo wouldn't allow that. But that's where you got your separation. So that's where you got your separation. There was, you know, that was the big thing. And Sega was the only one that really has given Nintendo a run for their money. And after they sort of fell off to the wayside, nobody... Uh, Nintendo doesn't have to do anything. They've got their, their own intellectual properties that they will never give to anybody else, such as the Mario Brothers stuff, such as, you know, Zelda stuff, things that will keep people if you want to play it you got to have a nintendo right. um but you know they've been more open too to make them, themselves as a choice you know you'll see you know dooms on the switch you see you know uh violent you know video games on there you see Mortal Kombat 11's on there shooter games are on there i remember playing goldeneye for the very first time in n64 i'd never seen anything like that in my life i used to go crazy on that game that was a hot game that was a hot game i have one at home it's just it's still one of my all-time favorite games to play and and that goes back to you know just the just the differences but things have changed for nintendo as a company and um Right they've now. evolved, and they they've. Evolved. I mean, it's nice to see that they've actually opened up to other gamers. You know what I mean? Like you said, there's a lot of people that wanted to see blood, or you know, see something more than sweat. You know, and for them to open that up and open that avenue and and take all this new audience in, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, one of the things that I love about I I have my Switch. Yeah. I love the twenty dollars a year, bro, for for online game playing. Yeah. That is a beautiful thing as opposed to what is it 60 bucks for sony playstation it's like, and, it's like the yeah xbox live is like 60 and xbox live is 60 bucks a year right something like that 
So with uh like I remember it was Dreamcast, right? The Sega Dreamcast, yeah. That was the first one I remember was it a football game that you could play online right was it NFL 2K it was NFL yeah. 2K so right it was something I saw that, yeah that because the, uh, the it, uh, that was the very first console to have a, uh, a built in modem into it you right. plug in a hard uh, a phone line into it and you could get on the internet so it was definitely the the Sega Dreamcast was ahead of its time but they just you know they fumbled because yeah, that was way before anybody else was doing nobody else was really right. doing it. there was other oh, systems dude. that you could connect to the internet and stuff like that but it wasn't quite like that the, it was very advanced for its time I was absolutely in love with the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, me when too. I, had it. I yeah. mean, I I thought that was one of the greatest. I had always it's it's funny. I had always been a Sega Gen, a Sega fan because I had the Sega Master System mm. growing up. Yeah. And one of my favorite games, well, one they had Rocky. So I mean, I didn't care if the game was I garbage. That, yeah. I just had Rocky and I could play it. But the other one was Space Harrier. Yeah. I love that game so much. That's Such a, a fucking game. great game. And then, so, once Sega Genesis got released, and that was the 16-bit, I mean, I was totally sold on it because I was just like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Sega guy. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you get your, your people that are like, oh, Super Nintendo. Well, it was funny. Me growing up, my buddy had a Super Nintendo. So, what we would do is we would actually, like, I would take my Sega Genesis over to his house, and I'd right. pick up his Super Nintendo and I would take it home for the weekend just to play some games and stuff like that because at that time he had Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter 2. And I had um, like Mortal Kombat for my Sega Genesis and everything. So we would swap them out, you know, and that's how, you know, that's how it got it started. But um, when the Dreamcast came out, that totally blew my mind because they were onto something. But like you said, it just, it climaxed very soon. Yeah. And. It's just, it's a trip how the business went out because they had such a great lineup of yeah. a lot of greats. Well, the, the, like there was, like Sega was good. Was, their main thing, like was sports games, like all the good sports games were on Sega Genesis. And and uh, the and the, it failed, the, the Dreamcast failed in the United States. It did do well in Japan for the most part, but it, to believe it or not, it still does really well in South America. I think it's South America. They still produce new parts for it. Oh, wow. So, you know, memory cards and stuff. That was another thing that had the, the VMU or VMU or whatever it is, the visual, had a little screen on there. Oh, and, that's right, yeah. So there was the memory cards. Yeah, the memory card was almost like those little uh, Tamagotchi yeah, things or whatever. Like that. where yeah, that's right. You could raise like a little pet on it or some shit but like they, that. You know, they made like some weird decisions, like the controller was kind of weird. Some of the placement on there, like the 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 cord came out the bottom, which made it awkward. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I there, were, there were some things that, the, but, you know. They made their decisions and then, but they they stuck around by being a a, a title publisher and stuff like that. So if you, know. you if you think about it though, I mean they laid the groundwork for some of these other ones. You know what I mean? Because if you look at it today, I mean a lot of these systems resembled what they do. Because I mean a lot of them are online play now. Like you said, you know the the Dreamcast was the first one to have a modem installed yeah. on it, right? Yeah. So that's that's the thing is like that's um, the the social aspect of gaming is to a certain point because you know I I used to play World of Warcraft online and you talk to people online but I don't think it ever really replaces uh, the couch co-op you know sitting there uh, I remember playing uh, Mario Kart sixty four four people on on a screen on a CRT <laughs> <Yeah>. monitor uh, <laughs> and you know telling people not to screen peek when you're playing Halo and, and stuff like that you yeah. know, you know don't, and people don't really know about split screen gameplay today, so it's, it's this thing of the past, really. So, well, I mean, it used to be if you played video games, you were playing by yourself, yeah. I it mean, always, it most, always was most like games that. were one player, right? Yeah. And you would have to sit there, oh, once your brother, cousin, whoever died, then you'd get the 
controller. And now, like you said, no one plays games by themselves, I don't think. No. You just jump online and play with thousands of millions yeah. of people, right? Yeah. And so it, it's crazy how gaming used to be such a solitary activity, and now it's something that you do worldwide. And, and that's why when you look at stuff like esports, right? Right. I mean... How how long until MLB doesn't exist because you got esports? Yeah, you know you got the guys making millions of dollars in sponsorships playing esports. And there's some that do. It's crazy. There's some that make a lot of money. You, you know? know, there's a lot of uh, professional gamers. You know, who would ever think that you know there'd be professional gamers? People paid to play video right. games, right? Bro, they're giving so college scholarships for gamers now. Gaming, yeah. yeah. And it's, high schools have gaming clubs. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's. That's crazy. If you were a gamer and you admitted it out in the public, you're like, oh, nerd. <laughs> you know, right? like, right. now it's, it's sort of the cool thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And everybody does it. Like, even, you know, from 18 to 80, you know, people play video right. games and it's the people find a lot of joy in it. And that's, that's what it's about is, you know, people coming together over, not like unlock this pop stuff, you know, people coming together over a common interest and bonding over that kind of stuff. And that's what, I think that's what uh, uh, makes them, people feel special and nostalgic about it. Oh, definitely. Again, I always go back to Street Fighter because that was one of the games that was always like it's a it's a competitive game, but it's also a bragging game. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, if you could whoop someone's ass with the Hall scene, you're a you're an OG. You yeah. know what I mean? Like nobody could touch you because that was one of the weaker one of the weaker fighters. Right. When they started introducing the online gaming, I mean. I always wanted to go on there and test some of the people that were like in Japan, China, see what I could do against them. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you when you're a gamer, you hear all the rumors like, oh, well, they developed the game and, you know, they, they're, you know, they're going to whoop your ass. Well, they always had it for longer than, right? Exactly. They, they started it. out with it earlier yeah. or, you know, they're more, you know, they're more advanced and stuff. But it, it created competition, but it also allowed you to kind of just see, you know. It, where you stacked up. <laughs> where you stacked up, yeah. you know, and. You know, like I said, you know, bragging rights and stuff like that, too. Like, I got a buddy right now, man, that still plays the shit out of Street Fighter Five. I'm actually trying to get him to go down to the shop when everything opens back up. That's the one that I was telling you yeah. about. Like, I need to get him over there for the for the Street Fighter Five tournaments. Going back to the tournaments and stuff like that, I know growing up, we used to have Halo tournaments. Yeah. We used to have Madden tournaments. Madden tournaments were kind of small. I know that was more played, like, at Hooters and shit like that. They yeah. would set that up, but... Tecmo Bowl, brother. Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl. Bowl. That was... Dude, I remember setting up with my buddies a whole season. <laughs> That's a classic. You know what I mean? It's nothing better than the zigzag run, <laughs> right? right? Nobody could touch you. <laughs> definitely... But um, it's, you know, when, when we talk about our history and everything that's nostalgic to us and everything, the sad thing about it, though, man, is it's almost like it's a, it's a, it's a dying... What's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's, it's, it's definitely... It's a, it's a thing of the past. It's a, it's a, it is. It's a dying... Of, form of you know the people that it was because people in our generation that are are seeking that out so being you know owning a, a retro video game store people that are buying this stuff are people my age because they want to capture that from their youth right and it just you know it eventually fade out those are the those are the systems that we had when we were growing up but i'm sure it'll hopefully it'll continue and someday you know the 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 Xbox One X might be somebody's, you know, that might have been their first system. So, right. you know, we don't know if it will continue or not. But Well, it's because, you know, it, it's changed. Because as much as we talk about and praise the advancements, yeah. I remember playing one of the first times online, right? Let's say you're playing Madden online and you're kicking the shit out of somebody and then they just, boom, 
bounce. Oh yeah, I hated that. Oh, I mean that was so frustrating. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing. You're, you know, halfway to the fourth quarter and you got a nice lead, and then all of a sudden, boom. The and worst thing about it too is it doesn't go to your stats. Right, exactly. <laughs> you just lost all those stats right there. So it was like, oh man, I remember that being just so frustrating. As cool as it was, like you said, to see where you, st- you know, you were stacking up, you know, it, it came with that, you know, the downside where you're like, I just wasted how much time, you know, yep. playing for nothing, you know. Yeah, it's, it still happens. It yeah, still happens. Oh yeah, that still happens, but it, it's, it's just weird how you know advancements, like you said, graphically connectivity but in the end people still want that nostalgia yeah that feeling of you know they don't care if it's 8-bit you know it's oh yeah sitting down in front of mike tyson's punch out or whatever it's that 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 feeling you get back of that muscle reflex comes back right you're like oh yeah yeah, left left right right you know whatever (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's crazy how uh that is and like like jake said tying that back come on man who doesn't love funko's why because you love the Funkos for the nostalgia reason. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you, you, like like I've said how many times before, they, they're they doing it because they have the licenses to stuff that no one else makes. Yeah. And it's the... And that's no- what makes them unique. Exactly. And it's that's the why nostalgia. It, it appeals to everybody because nobody's really left out. There's something for everybody. Yeah. And that's the same thing with video games. There's something for everybody. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, the, the older we get the more disposable income we have. And what do we want? We want to relive our childhood. Yep. We want to buy those toys that we couldn't, our parents couldn't afford for us or we couldn't afford. So it's like, hey, man, I want that Masters of the Universe now. Hey, I want that, you know, whatever, Thundercats. And, and so it's the same thing with gaming, you know. Yep. Not everyone could afford a Nintendo. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So now as an adult, it's like, hey, man, I, I, can, I can buy all the games that my parents couldn't afford. Yep. You know, so that, that's, I think, why... A store like Jake's, it's, it's awesome because you can go back and, and relive your childhood, you know? Oh, definitely. And, and the thing about it, too, is, the, you know, and I think, you know, maybe sort of our generation might be from the last generation, especially with the, the age of digital. You know, there's no physical copies. You know, right. there's less and less physical copies. You can't return a digital copy. So uh, well, only time will tell how that's going to play out. You know, because there's only a finite of stuff of, of that stuff left, you know. So we'll just have to see how it looks. And my thing on that, what it comes down to is how much storage can you actually have on a system? But then also you got to think of these other things when you say these digital copies that we're downloading. Yeah. Internet has limitations. So if I'm sitting there and I've got, you know, CenturyLink or whatever, and they only allow me so much download time or, you know, gigabytes a month. 500. If I'm sitting here trying to download these games and everything, you know, so the market's going to have to figure out something, you know what I mean? It's going to have to budge somewhere. Is the internet going to give up to this or is the, you know, are these companies like, you know, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, are they going to give in and they say, well, we're still going to go ahead and produce an actual video game? Yeah. Well, I mean, Nintendo still does, um... And, and I don't know if it's because the medium. I mean, they went back to, um, you know, they they had discs. So the GameCube had a disc. Um, you know, then you had the Wii, the Wii U. So they all had. They were all discs. So they finally made that transition. But they went back to carts because you know you can get my cell phone's got a, a you know five hundred gigabyte you know micro SD in it. Right. They're cheap. They're not. They're not. And that's why they it's they went back to the cart. They're small and they don't cost much and and they're they're cheap. So. And they're advanced, you know, before that big old cart, you can only fit so much on there. But now, you know, like, say you can get 500 gigabytes on a little tiny micro SD card. So that's just, uh, you have to wait and see. Uh, I personally like having a physical copy. Have I bought some digital games? Sure. But 
I don't know. I like seeing the case. I like seeing the artwork. I think that's part of the the whole draw to video games is seeing that. On your show. Oh, it's, like, it's like movies, right? Yeah. My wife always asks me, "Why are you buying a Blu-ray? You just buy. You can just buy it digitally online." I'm like, "No, I like." I have the idea of having the actual Blu-ray, even right. if it comes with a digital copy, I like having the Blu-ray. It's physical, man. Yeah, I mean, like, you pull it out, you open it up, you pull out the disc, you know, you put it in, you got your you got your book that yeah. gives you, you know, a little yeah. bit of hints and stuff like that, a little yeah. bit of story of the game. Yeah, you really don't see that no more either, even with the physical copies. There's like amazing, some basic controls, but most of the time there's a digital thing in there, but I have like, I have the the... The Ninja, I have a lot of inbox games, but I have, uh, for example, the arcade Ninja Trolls 2 arcade for the NES. So, I mean, it's got the, a fully illustrated book with, like, pictures and, you know, hand-drawn things and stuff like that. And on the back, the very last page, it's got a a, a coupon for a personal pan pizza. For, nice. For, <laughs> for, for Pizza Hut. And it's like, this, I mean, the, that to me, like, oh, it just means, it means so much. And it's just... Uh, I think those days are they're pretty much behind us. There's really not that much. They're gone, man. Now they're gone. You don't see. You won't see. You won't see like a fully, you know, illustrated books anymore. Yeah, you don't get the full book anymore. You get an insert with a link that yeah. says, yeah. if you want to read about this game or you know the control or whatever, you can you can look it up here. Yeah, and you better off just googling it. And, yeah, yeah. And most games they have like when you start the game, they have like a tutorial in the beginning. So right. there you go. Right. I noticed that when I. So you'll see a lot of that. So. Uh, as for video games, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, with this Corona stuff, you know, we got the new the PS5 is going to drop, and the new Xbox is supposed to drop. But we'll see. We, we don't know what the future holds. So how? You know. That's true. Yeah, it's it's weird. As I mean, I don't game as often as I used to. So whenever I do turn on my Xbox, man, it's like half hour, forty five minutes for it to update. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly and, doing updates, and it's like. My time, my time it's done updating. I don't have time to play no more, man. <laughs> you already lost interest. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm already doing something else, and it makes it kind of tough because you know it's it's uh it's funny you say with this whole COVID thing that's going on now and everything. It allowed me to go back to my roots. So I've been busting out my old school Nintendo. I've been busting out. I mean, if you look at my walls right here, I've got GameCube, you know, GameCube, PlayStation Two. I busted. I I dug through my closet and I found my PS3. One game that I found in there that I'm absolutely in love with and I hate that they did not make a sequel is Heavy Rain. Yeah. That game was... That game opened up the doors for Telltale Games. I, I still believe that to this day. Yeah. A lot of people will argue with me, but I mean, this game is one of the greatest games ever created and the reason why is because... The replay value. Even though you beat the game once, you can go through and you can make different decisions, which changes the outcome of yeah. the ending story. That's amazing. You can't find that with yeah. other games. Like I mean, no, all the right. other games that we played prior to that, um, no you got one ending, and, that's and that was it. And you don't want to go back and play it again. And like, you don't want to go back and play it again. And you're still paying sixty bucks a game. You know what I mean? It's. I think the 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 publishing companies are going to have to work a lot harder to keep our imagination and keep us buying into them. So, um, you know, recently I I purchased the uh, the remake of uh, Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Nice. And I played it. Uh, my buddy Miguel's playing that right now. But it's so short. It's such a short game. I mean, it's a sixty dollar game, and I just felt like really that's all you're giving me for. I mean, there are. Side, you know, once you beat it, then you can unlock mercenary mode and a bunch of different other things. But um, I was like, man, sixty dollars doesn't go because I played Resident Evil Two, the, the remake, and that was a long, it was a gorgeous game, super awesome. But you know, you never know. Right. And I don't even buy consoles anymore either. Like I, I have a, I have an expensive gaming PC, 
and you probably don't have to upgrade those for four or five years because most things go to, to PC now. And uh, I keep my Nintendo Switch because you still got to have your, your Zelda and, and Mario games oh, yeah. and everything else. So. What do you see, like right now, What what's popular? What what kind of games, what kind of systems, mm-hmm. like what do you see people are leaning towards? So the people like, um, as far as games go, you still, the first person shooters still carry a lot of weight. You see a lot of these. Um, like Call of Duty type? Call of Duty type games. There's one that I think is called, it's called Call of Duty Warzone. It's sort of like um, the Battle Royale type games, you know, the, like, um, what's the, man, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I know Fortnite really needs Fortnite for is a Battle Royale game, and then uh, PUBG, uh, you know, these these Battle Royale games, and, and that seems to be pretty popular, because that's what the young kids like. They like that kind of stuff. For the social aspect of it? or I guess it's for the social aspect of it, or they just, you know, they enjoy... Um, they just enjoy it. It's, it's you know, you st- you jump in there with a squad, so it might be the song. It is somewhat fun. World of Warcraft and all these other, like... I was hooked on World of Warcraft, man. That was, Fictional, that was, that was my life. I mean, what type... But what War- do you even call that type of game? World I know Warcraft, it's role-playing. World, World of Warcraft is an MMORPG, so a massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Okay. So, you know, you and, uh, man, that was like my... I had my own life in there. I had, like, a set of friends in there. And that, like I would play from the time I got up on the weekends to the time I went to bed. You're talking no sixteen hours a day. I would go to work, I'd come home, and I play till I went to bed and start all over again. And I did that for years. And it was like it literally, you don't have a life. You don't have a life outside of that. And it's uh, um, but even that died for me because it was uh, like uh, the expansion. You know, you keep chasing the dragon. You're always it's never as good as the previous one. And it's yeah, never as good as the previous one. So it's you know sort of you just sort of lose your. your I only had one game that did that to me, and it was uh, the game. I don't know if you know the game Pharaoh. No. It was a city building game. So okay. It, it was kind of like, like Civilization. Yeah, but it was it took time. Uh, you know, like in Egypt, and okay. so you had to build the city. Nice. Oh, okay. And then the people would have to like go into the fields, and with that you'd be able to build like a block, and you had to build a pyramid, and bro, like exactly like you said, I'd come home from work, get on there. And yeah. that, that's Oregon Trail for me, man. Two, three in the morning, my wife, my wife would be pushing me. It's three in the morning. You got to go to work, go to bed, and I'd be, hold on, I'm almost done building whatever, you know. Yeah, oh man, is, yeah, that, that was a time for me. Like that's all I did, uh, and you know, it's it's just one of those things. You know, everybody will find something that means something to them. But for me, uh, it was a social aspect. You know, I got to know these people, and it was like they were like family. You talk to them every day. You know, and even though you didn't see them, you, you knew about their life. You know. You guys did things together. It was it was a whole crazy thing. It's just and that's what the draw of those kind of games are like. Bro. And that game still exists now, right? It does. Oh yeah, they just released a new expansion for it actually. So it's been, uh, but I played in the golden age, and then it just started getting. It was the the target audience was it started to get for younger and younger, and the game became easier. Like you would collect gear and stuff like that. But like back in the day when I first started, you had to really do something to get an epic piece of gear. And then, then they started making it just like you could just get it like it was easy and it was just wasn't as challenging and as fun anymore. Took away the gratification? Yeah, it took away the gratification because everybody could, you know, uh, you could be as competitive with somebody that didn't put any of the time into the game versus the amount of time you put into the game. So wow. it, it ruined it for a lot of people. It's crazy, man. I watched um, an HBO documentary on something like that. Yeah. I can't remember what the game was called, but I mean, there was there was like people developing relationships, bro. Oh yeah, like yeah, off I of did. this, like a virtual world. Yeah. And then, like there was actually a chick that almost became like an overnight 
success because uh, you're talking about Second Life, I think is the game. Maybe, yeah. but she developed like her own little shop where people could go into and they buy like her digital, like her yeah. digitized clothes, clothes and shit that she was making. So yeah, I think and she was actually receiving real money, bro, like real payments, and that became her job. Like she quit her real, real job. Life. Her so real that, life yeah, her real life one. job, so that she could <laughs> so, yeah, keep up so, with the so, demand yeah, so the game of her little about, store. Yeah, so the game that he's talking about, it was game called, I think it still does exist today. It's called Second Life, and you would develop an avatar, which is your in-game representation of yourself. You could make it look at however you want, but you could, uh, you could, uh, you know, if you were good at, I wouldn't say programming or whatever, but you could design, you know, stuff for in-game use, and you could sell it to people. Wow. So basically, you could have, you know, and they pay you real money. So you'd be like, okay, you want, you want this shirt to look this way. You want, you know, you want a hat to look this kind of way. Okay, this is how much it's gonna cost. I'll make it for you, and then. Yeah, I've heard of that. I, I, I actually have a buddy, who lost his wife. Yeah. Him and his wife got divorced because she fell in love with a dude she met on that. Uh, yeah. World of Warcraft. That is such a trip. Man. Because she ended up spending so much time playing that she fell in love with this dude online, and and her their marriage ended up. Yep. That's crazy, man. Yeah. But that's scary because at some point, the way we're going, is that, is that the way we're going to live life? I mean, look at what's going on now, like you said, with, with COVID and how much time people are spending at home and online. Yeah. They're, people are forgetting about the real life more and more. Yeah. I mean, how many people haven't you heard? They're like, man, when I got to go back to real life, how am I going to do it? Because they haven't had to live real life for a month plus. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of scary. One of the things I I mean I I I see that and I and I get that part. One of the things that I can say where I do feel somewhat comfortable is I do see people going back on history. Like you walk into a Walmart, all the bikes are gone, so people are riding bikes. True. Again. Yeah. Um, I actually like you know I walk my dog you know around the block and stuff like that, and I see kids you know with a soccer ball or a basketball, and they're at the park. Yeah. Um, sure, I saw some flying a kite the other day. There right? you go. Yeah, I know. Flying <laughs> kites now? That threw me off. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> so. We out there playing uh, marbles and jacks in a little while. Exactly, man. Start busting out the pods. Let's get this going. Dang, <laughs> but, you know, that's. Coming from the video game history and everything, too, you know, like I said, you know, my upbringing, my, you know, my parents always taught me, like, you got a certain amount of time that you got on that Nintendo, and then after that. Yeah get your ass to bed or you know yeah, make sure yeah. your homework's done everything the the great thing about it though is it kind of taught me my upbringing and everything because it taught me the value of a dollar like i had to learn how to pull weeds and shit like that just so that i could get mike tyson's punch out or i could right. get yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles or super mario brothers or duck hunt or whatever the fuck was coming out it taught me how to you know get good grades and stuff like that you know just be, you know to, to earn things right you know where we're at right now and like you know how we're saying like you know the way technology is changing everything and then like this whole covid thing you know it kind of does make you a little nervous though like you know are are people going to become so let's let's just be honest you know uh, and i'm guilty of it if i forget my cell phone i feel like my whole fucking life has changed right (laughs) you know what i mean because we're programmed by these fucking things a lot of people say you know my life's on that cell phone i still hope that there's a time where we'll be able to get away from that but the way that technology is moving and the way you know and video games was a big part of that like it it, it helped start the movement bro we're gonna be like the jetsons before we know it yeah i mean <laughs> you know even, even in the technology's there i mean they already i you watch youtube and you see a fucking dog driving a car 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you have to just look at it one way or the other. So you know, the, my worry is that eventually the we'll be crushed by our own technology. As far as it's happened to all the great civilizations, you know, you become too big for yourself. Uh, you know, the Romans, you know, the fall of Rome set us back. I mean, if they had collapsed, you know, who knows where we would be. Um, and it's because they overstretched themselves and they thought they were just too smart, you know. Um, so who knows, you know, and it's, 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 I work in the industry, telecommunications and, and, you know, data transfer and all that kind of stuff. And when people don't have their internet, they lose their shit. Oh, yeah. And that's a scary thought. Like, people don't know what to do without the internet. And you're right. Like, you have the world in your pocket. And I remember when cell phones first came out. All they did was make phone calls. Yeah. I remember my dad had a big old brick phone, and all it did was make phone calls, and I thought that was the... My uncle the had a phone in a briefcase, bro, yep. and I thought that was the coolest thing Mine ever. Mine too. So. Yeah, you had to have it connected to the freaking, uh, the lighter. Yeah. Which, uh, the, the, the cars don't even have those <laughs> anymore. Yeah, those anymore. They don't have yeah. those anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, everything's changed. I mean, you see, it's it's weird. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons, they're gone. <laughs> I used to wake up early to watch Saturday morning cartoons. There used to be cartoons before and after school. Yeah. None of that stuff anymore. It's gone. So it's because kids all they do is jump on YouTube and whatever, watch whatever they want. But I think it's sad. Like I, I, I don't, I, I pity the people that have to grow up in this day. I wouldn't trade my upbringing for anything. No, couldn't have said it better. The eighties and nineties, you know. It was a good time, man. It really was. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, you knew you knew your homies were home or where they were at because where all the bikes were. So yeah. Bikes in front of somebody's house, that's where they were all at. We kind of got the best of both worlds because we did get the technological advances, but at the same time, we still had enough going on to where it kept us grounded. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, uh, the very first time I felt old is when my daughter came home from school and she said, Dad, they, they played this tape thing for us and we couldn't even skip. We had to fast forward and rewind to get to where we were. I'm like, oh. She was describing to me what a cassette tape was. Wow. She blew her mind that she couldn't just skip to what she wanted to hear. She said, yeah. She, and I was like, wow, that's that's where we're at. And it's 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 a trip. So. It's that instant gratification. And that's what everything's about. Yeah. Instant gratification. The the one cool thing though i mean history always repeats itself and i mean look at it right now um records are getting popular with yeah. this new generation yeah. vinyl is is out there because like i mean i was walking through it's target and i'm like too. what the hell are all these records doing here yeah it's expensive you know? too like to get like you know whatever collector's edition on, on vinyl it's because they don't it's crazy. they're not producing them in large numbers because it doesn't you know so it's got they're probably expensive to produce find yeah. the machines yeah. to do it you know i mean those machines are still in good condition yeah i mean i've seen i remember you were the shit if you had a walkman i remember <laughs> the walkmans with the you know the headphones with the orange little fuzzy caps on there now you got fucking airpods and it's then and i'm not that old i mean i feel very old but i'm not that old but i've seen, got a lot of mileage got a lot of mileage it's not, it's not the nearest of mileage and i've seen like you know the cuffs of of the big turn of stuff in the 80s and 90s to now and it's it's, it's, night, it's fucking night and day it's funny dude i mean people fucking you know don't pay attention to zoolander but I mean, that movie cracks me up because when he pulls out that little fucking phone, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where everybody's wanting to go, compact and small, you know? I mean, yeah, we got, you know, we got our phones that got the big screens on them. They're almost looking like fucking tablets yeah. now. But, I mean, like when you talk about AirPods and earpieces and stuff like that, the smaller you can get it, the better you're going to sell well, it. Well, before the, the, the age of the smartphone, the smaller the phone, the more expensive it exactly. was. Exactly. There you go. So I remember I had a Kyocera slider that was small. I remember, I mean, I had... A Nokia that was pretty tiny, and that was, I mean, you.